Yo, what's going on, world? Welcome back to the Big Mouth Podcast. I am your esteemed host, the well-known unknown, Troy Bailey. Uh, so first off, let me ask y'all a question. Um, is anybody out there, anybody, you can remain anonymous, is anybody sick of that damn intro? Um, of my, in my intro is what I'm speaking of more specifically. Uh, you know, the Big Mouth Podcast, theme host, like... If anybody out there, and I got to obviously got to take a poll, is tired of the intro, let me know. I mean, I I don't want to be an asshole about it. Like if it, you know, certain people, I've gotten good feedback on it. But then again, it's like, I really don't ask people's opinion about what they think about my podcast. I just, you know, occasionally I'll mention that I have one. Uh, but I don't know. There could be out there people out there that are just like, man, fuck this guy. I, they skip the intro and just go to whatever part where I stop talking. You know, if I have a guest on, I don't know. But I'm self-deprecating a little bit right now. But you know, it's also part of my personality. Um, let me know in the whatever somehow DM in the comment section. This ain't YouTube, but in the comments section, whatever. Y'all know how to contact people if you got issues. Uh, so it's been a couple weeks since my last episode. Thank you for still tuning in. I know some of y'all still was listening when I wasn't putting out any new content. I appreciate that. Uh, but I've had a hell of a busy two weeks. Um, so yeah, I finally get some time to like sit down and catch up with some with some of y'all i miss y'all uh and this hiatus wasn't as long as the last one so but um it's just me this time i apologize uh there will be some guests very very soon and i just kind of want it now mental health has kind of been a um i would say kind of a recurring theme on this platform, you know, because it's, I might have touched on it, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the very first episode. So, you know, it's something obviously I have an investment in. Um, I try to take it as seriously as I possibly can. I try to, keyword try. I don't always. Um, and that's still a learning experience of mine. Um, you know, uh, the title of this episode is My Depression. And the reason why is because, it, you know, before anyone, like, freaks out, I'm not I'm not depressed right now. Um, I'm actually feeling very good right now. Uh, I, I de- my anxiety is, 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 is very high right now because of all the things that I got going on. But that's something that I've learned to manage a little better over, re- you know, especially over recent years. Um, but anxiety, I've realized I've experienced pretty much, pretty much all my life. Um, I just uh, didn't know, like most people who have anxiety or see their anxiety, what it looks like as an adult, don't necessarily know what it looks like as a kid. Because as a kid, you're just thinking that you're scared or you're just, or you're, you know, super excited. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't really get educated about or at least I didn't. I didn't really get educated about depression and mental health 
uh, as a child. And it's still kind of something that's lacking, I feel like, in, in how we raise our children. Mm. I try to... I try to do check-ins. Uh, part of the reason why I have this platform, this is kind of a check-in, you know, on myself, you know, my thoughts. This is a very, I'll admit, kind of a selfish platform that I've developed in in, in this plot podcast because there's a lot of episodes where it's just me talking and I'm talking to myself or about myself or about things that draw interest to me that some te- some people may or may not you know, share their sentiments with, but, you know, it's just my perspective. It's, you know, from my point of view, so to speak, but I am not a, I don't think of myself as a selfish person. So that's why I have, I have guests come on, you know, people that I, that I admire in some form or fashion, uh, I have respect for them. Like everybody has been on my platform. So like in some way, one, I have respect for them. I've had people on before that I didn't fully agree with, um, but there was never any, you know, I still, I still speak to everyone that, that has been on my, uh, that has been on my episode. I'm trying wait, let me think about that one, um, <laughs> before I put my foot in the, foot in my mouth. I, I'm pretty sure I have consistently spoken to every person, every guest that has been on this platform. Maybe not, maybe some more consistent than others. And then there's some, and some of y'all out there might know, is just people that you just see, you know, once every other year, maybe, and you can just pick up where you left off. Um, anyway, di- I digress, uh, as I do. Uh, uh, mental health. I, I just, I'm trying to be real mindful of my mental health. My depression is something that is usually a seasonal thing. Um, I usually experience it around the, the winter season. Um, like most people with depression do, like, or at least with seasonal depression, not too many people are depressed during the, you know, when the sun is out during the summertime, even though I'm not a huge fan of summer, I just don't like the heat. It is fucking baking outside today. Well, not as hot as it was yesterday or the day before. It's not supposed to be, but I don't know. I don't think so. At least all these fucking fires in California right now is making it, it's just hard to determine. It's just hot every day. The atmosphere is just fucking, well, I mean, I talk scientifically because I'm not a scientist and nor do I pretend to be. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have been able over, over recent years to get good at identifying my onset depression. And it might be, it, that might be what I'm going through right now. Now, when, and some of y'all may not have known, I've done episodes depressed as fuck, you know, uh, I, I've done some episodes with other people and they had, they may not have had any idea that my depression was, you know, was on fire. So I don't think of my depression as something that inhibits me, uh, from doing certain things because, I kind of look at it too again like this this platform is is very therapeutic for me. So, you know, I can I don't necessarily feel like I need to put on a face because none of y'all can see my face. Um, which is something that I've been entertaining by the way of of changing. I'm deba- I'm debating on whether or not I want to do these via IG live 
but still record it on a platform if I can, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's an easy way of setting that up, pretty sure. Um, or I can talk to some people that can at least educate me on that. But I I can, I can kind of just sit somewhere and just talk. Like, and I feel like that's very healthy when you're going through depression. I have to be a little... I don't know, a little strategic on my word usage when I'm on here. Uh, and what I mean is not censor myself, but just for clarity, I have to kind of say things a certain way in order to get other people to understand where I'm coming from. Um, because I don't believe that this is a, you know, I, I like to think of this as a filter free zone. Um, you can put on a filter if you want to. But if not, you know, like I said, I respect the people that come on here. And but the return is they have to show respect to me because that's the only way that this is going to work productively in order for us to have a conversation. I don't demand it. I just think it's it's you know, that's why the people that come on, I respect them because I don't I don't need to have that dialogue with people about respect. They just they get it. They just happen to get it. And I was just I just happen to be like, oh, I got to. I got a podcast. Would you mind being a guest? Yeah, fuck yeah. Most of the time, I reach out to them. You know, they don't. I don't have like people up in my DMs like, "Yo, I'm gonna get on the." I've had a, I've had a few, but um, nah, ain't a the the. It's usually me that initiates it. I ain't got an agent. I ain't got somebody that sets things up. So it's me, and so I'm doing a lot of things like that with my depression. So, you know, my depression is very, it's unique in the sense of like, most of the time people won't even know how, how bad my depression is. Um, unless I say something about it. Um, and that has just come with, you know, with time, with, um, uh, just, you know, just in time, and then just with my uh, experience with it, my wisdom is what I was trying to search for. Uh, I was trying to say, what the hell am I trying to say right now? Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, and you know what? I'm very I'm I'm blessed. I can honestly say I'm blessed that I can I can still that I can still function uh, on somewhat of a high level when my depression is is really bad and. I can say that because it was not like that for me at one time. I used to get crippling depression where I would be one of those people that would just be, in, I just, I don't want to leave bed. I don't want to leave bed. I don't want to leave the bed. Uh, I just want to sit in. I just, I don't want light. I want all the, you know, I want, I don't want to, I want the world not to know that I exist just for this day. Anybody with depression knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, for people who have it even more severe, unfortunately, they don't want to exist forever. And I got to say, rest in peace to a friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but I had a fairly close, I would say he's a fairly close friend of mine who committed suicide uh, a couple months ago. Uh, eh, maybe about a month and a half ago. Uh and he was also one of those guys you wouldn't have, you kind of wouldn't really know unless he, unless he told you that he had been going through it for a while. 
Um, he was having a bad run with drugs. With you know, it just and the drugs is you know the thing with drugs too is like that ain't that's not supposed to be a part of the 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 coping mechanism for mental health. I think there's people that I think there's a thing, and I don't know anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm you know I've struggled with depression and I used to just I I, I never did any I guess quote unquote hard drugs. But I was a very strong, heavy uh, weed smoker at, you know, many times. I would say, yeah, in my childhood, first time I smoked weed, I was 15. And it it was kind of sporadic in my teens. And then it picked up as I, you know, I'd say when I was like 18, 19. And, and then off and on through my 20s, I had these little runs where I was just every day smoking, sometimes all day, every day. And uh, that's a drug, man. Fuck all the dumb shit. Like, you know, all these potheads that just is, you know, oh, it's, you know, but it's good for you. It's like, but what it can do is it can, it can amplify your mental health, either on a good way or a bad way. So what I would do, what I was doing at one time when my depression was high, I would think that just smoking a shit ton of weed is going to, but it was just a mask. Like, and at times it would amplify it. It made me feel worse. You know, so I had to shift that, you know, and um, it's very, uh, it's tough, man. Like, cause you look at, cause drugs do not make it go away. Like, I think it's, it just is what it is, man. Like drugs don't, if you're feeling depressed, you you know, let's be honest, man. You can't go out realistically going out to having a drink because you think it's going to bring your anxiety down or think it's going to get you out of a depression. That's that's potentially dangerous um, because your wiring is fucked up. You're not fucked up, but it's just your, your wiring. And when I say wiring, your brain chemistry isn't right. You know, typically when you go and get a drink alcohol you're trying to you you know we're trying to bring ourselves to this mental state of euphoria or this mental state of a uh, of a uh, relaxation or just this level of happiness right but when your brain functioning is a little off and I'm using depression as an example then that trigger of alcohol of what you think it wants it to be can be in some something entirely different so you know i think i'm not i don't think i'm saying anything that's like revolutionary or revealing i mean a lot of people know this shit i'm not a doctor but i've had my experiences with trying to use you know like my in my case weed and alcohol to try to mask or, or to try to uh treat something that cannot be treated in that form or fashion um and I'm not saying that pharmaceutical drugs is the answer at all, because I haven't taken and you take this any way that you want. But no, I haven't taken any uh, over the counter meds for my anxiety or depression, but I've been prescribed. And I basically chickened out and didn't take them because I'm personally I'm just a little me just personally. I'm not saying that they're bad. I don't. I don't think that shit just ain't for me. I don't think it's from me. I got a lot of addiction that runs in my family. 
And I know that those fucking pills can make a problem even worse the way how how uh, alcohol and uh, drugs do. Or alcohol and weed does for me. So, you know. Uh, so, with my knowledge of that, I have to really take it uh, with the with the grain of salt, you know, uh, but that's just how I handle it. If there's people out there and it's not like I would never take medication, like anti-anxiety, anti-depression pills. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, I don't know if my depression has ever been, it has been that bad to where maybe I could have stood to took taken some, but I didn't. And maybe I took the long way, the long rope, the, the, the long way home instead of the short way by maybe taking some of these medications, doing some therapy. I, I have done therapy. I've been open about that before in the past. And, you know, that's like a that's another thing, too, is hit or miss, man. It could, you know, if you got the right therapist is great. If you don't, then it's, it can be bad. It can be a bad experience. Bottom line is that mental health is a very tricky thing, man. It, it's it's I don't again, I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking but my mental health in particular i got to manage it a certain way it may not be popular among people out there or most people you know i try to like i said this platform kind of helps it and like i said i kind of feel myself on the on like on the onset of my depression kicking in even though it's not even fall yet you wouldn't even be able to tell what how fucking hot it is outside right now but it is, um, you know, it's something to pay attention to, um, especially in my line of work. You know, I'm a public service worker, so I have to really check in on myself occasionally. And this is part of it. Um, I like to exercise. I try to reach out to my little my my circle, so to speak, quote unquote, my circle of people, talk to them. And, you know, and then I also have groups of friends or associates that I, I kind of have to somewhat cherry pick uh, the ones that I want to speak about this with because some of my friends ain't this is what it is and not really hip to mental health or depression or you know just having those types of talks most of my friends do though um, and I try to really you know because all my life I've been surrounded by women like and I'm not it, it's not an exaggeration, you know. I grew up in a household with my single with a single parent who was a woman. My sister who, you know, she moved out when I was fairly young, but you know, she was around too. All of my elementary school teachers with the exception of one were uh were were women. All of my teachers were women. I had one male teacher in the 4th grade. Um and even after after that, majority of my teachers, educators, uh daycare centers I went to all ran by women. The only male, like a lot of the male figures that I had growing up was in sports. When I, you know, that's when my mom, when I was six years old, she put me in t-ball and that was, you know, my interaction with father figures in a way, uh, from baseball, basketball, football, boxing, like, you know, that was the male camaraderie that I would build. So I had a little bit of both growing up. I was, you know, I was all right. Um, And and so now the point of me bringing that up uh, is because now I have my male friends who are dads like me 
And, you know, I was just talking to one of my best friends the other day about how, like, man, it's amazing how far we come. Because he got two kids. I got one. And, uh, you know, we're good fathers, but it's not like we go around priding ourselves as good fathers. That's just that's just what we do. Most of my friends, my male friends that I talk to now kind of grew up in the same circumstance that I did in single parent households or it was somewhat of a broken home, if not a broken home, um, where there was division and divide. And some of them, some of them dealt, they, they saw some trauma. They had, they dealt with some trauma. Like I've, you know, somewhat dealt with growing up, but my trauma was a lot more manageable than theirs. Like I, you know, just the, the trauma of just being, young and black and growing up in South Sacramento in a single parent household, that alone, that's not a, a dig at my mom. My mom was a, a soldier. And anybody that knows my mom knows that for a fact. I never went without, you know, uh, I, I never, there's not one t- one day that I went to bed hungry when I was a kid. My mom always made sure I was taken care of. But, you know, I saw some shit growing up that I probably shouldn't have seen as a child. And that resonates with you. I experienced some shit growing up that a kid shouldn't have experienced. That being said, I have friends that dealt with way fucking more than what I went through. So, you know, one thing about me, I don't woe is me. I don't do the whole, oh my God, my shit was so horrible growing up. Uh, Like I'm not that, I've never been that type of person, even though, Maybe I could, maybe I can benefit from being that person from time to time. Cause I really just try to keep my head down and power through <clears throat> whatever bullshit that I'm going through. <clears throat> and that's probably not the healthiest way, but it's just, you know, I'm trying to recognize that and also try to do something about that. Um, you know, I, Perfect example, like just me mentioning like, you know, a friend of mine who committed suicide, like a lot of people didn't know that, that that was something that I had heard. Like I, the way how I found out was very like, whoa, it was such a huge surprise. Even now talking about it now, is still kind of like, man, Jesus, you know, cause he was a, he was a good guy. He was a very, very good guy. I knew I've known him since middle school <clears throat> and, um. You know, he's also he was a, he was a father, left behind two kids, young kids, no more older than than my daughter. Uh, and so that's that's just really it's just really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking, and um, that has kept me up nights. Like since hearing about it, it it, it has kept me up. It pop, it wakes me up in the morning. Um, I haven't been sleeping as well as I as I probably should. Uh, but I feel like I'm managing it well uh, because for one, it's like we weren't, it, he wasn't one of my best friends for the record. Um, but I do, I, I definitely considered him a friend. Uh, and you never want to hear about your friends struggling or definitely dying. Um, but you never, you know, he was struggling. He was in pain, you know, for, for a while. And the fact that he got it in his head that just ending it was the answer is just, it's it's even more sad. And it's even more heartbreaking. Um, 
It just puts a spin on things. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure mental health has been a topic of conversation for a lot of people since the pandemic. Like, uh, you know, I know people that just kind of lost their minds in the beginning of it. And then there's some that just kind of went off the deep end uh, midway through or, or now they're starting to fit because we're still in it. We, we're not out in the clear yet. You know, there's still some people out there. There's people close to me recently that's getting it. <clears throat> they're getting the virus. They're getting the symptoms. They're getting the fucking chills. They get, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, you got to pay attention to that, man. I feel like there's way too much dialogue going on about the vaccine and how it's good or bad and wearing masks. It's like, look, there's people out there that's getting sick. That's the bottom line. Okay, so just be careful. That's all. And I think the ones who is just on this shit of they will not take away my civil liberties. Like, y'all need to chill, man. For real. You guys got to chill. It's Y'all do whatever the fuck you want. Y'all want to go out there and possibly get sick. That's your prerogative. But I'm tired of seeing you fuckers in the street with your anti-mask recall Newsom. Like, y'all chill, man. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I'm very transparent with my feelings and thoughts about this. Because y'all, you guys, it's just too much, man. You guys can sit at home and be armchair quarterback in this whole ideology on how y'all think that this is, how this is wrong and this taking away my civil life. And another thing, I'm sorry. Most of these white people out there, y'all, come on, man. Y'all, you, you can't go out there and just have these, talk about civil liberties while these black kids is getting murdered justifiably by the police. And this, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. And then it's, it's just... It, it's not, this is one of those things where it's actually not a two-way street. What's right is right. What's fair is fair. What's wrong is wrong. And it, it's just not... I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that anti-vaxxers or people who are just talking about our rights being taken away. I'm really honestly not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying chill. Chill, man. Like I, I see videos of y'all just screaming, screaming at people that wear masks. That want to get a vaccine. That just want to live their lives and be safe. And y'all out here screaming at, it, at at them. Don't fucking scream at me. I'm just letting it be known out there. If I, Don't fucking scream at me. Yes, I wear a mask. And yes, I will respect six feet. Uh, yes, I respect social distancing. And if anybody got an issue with that, fuck you. Seriously. I've said that before to someone. To one of my guests that's come on the podcast. Who's very just anti who was, you know, a pro-Trumper. I'm not revealing, you know, this is what it is. He was pro-Trumper, uh, pro-life, uh, I'm, and this was before the pandemic. It's no question he's anti-vaccine, and and he ain't the only one. There's plenty of people out there. And, you know, in my, in my very uh, nice way, I was kind of telling him in the discussion, yo, man, chill out. I get you, you know... If you have this ideology that goes against mine, that's fine, but don't be, and he has, like, his thing is, not because of me, but he's not out here in people's faces on that level anymore. I mean, he'll still have a dialogue with somebody, but before, when I first ran into him again, I reconnected with him, I mean, he was out here screaming and yelling at people, because they want to live their lives and do, you know, they just want to be safe or they, or they have this anti-Trump ideology. And because you're pro-Trump, why are you 
Why do you care? You know, I've seen videos of people just out in the middle of, you know, someone that wears a, a, and it goes both ways. That part does go both ways. You see somebody who has a, a MAGA shirt on and you go up to them and you start questioning them. It's like, why? Why? Like, you just look at them and just disagree with them and move and push the fuck on. You know, I'm saying this on, you know, that part does go both ways because there's a lot of liberals out there that, yo, y'all got to chill out too, man. This is, this is crazy. This is crazy. And yes, I brought up white people because that's a, that's a trend. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go into great detail about it, but a lot of the people who are anti-vaxxers are white and there's black people too. I know them. I personally know them, but what I'm seeing in the media and I'm not, I know this is wrong. This is probably a skewed way of looking at it. But I know it on a personal level, too, in that same degree. But I'll see it in the media. And, you know, a media, the media fucks things up. But let's be honest, it is somewhat of an extension of of reality. But that's the problem with media. They twist and misconstrue. And I'm saying everybody need to chill out because it is fucking with people's mental health. And I'm not taking this. You can't tell me to chill out. No, look. For everybody's own good. We got to chill out, man. Again, I'm not saying anything. This isn't groundbreaking. This isn't a a thing of, of, uh, of uh, you know, me being on my soapbox or whatever. I'm just saying, man, my anxiety is extremely high. Uh, I know how to manage it better than probably maybe even most people out there. But if some of y'all can tell just from this dialogue, like, yeah, I'm up. It is. It's, this is a clear frustration that I have, and I feel comfortable enough talking about it on this platform. Um, I might, I might lose some viewership. I might gain some, but I think a lot of people can agree with me on that. On this, that yo, we gotta. Something's going on, and we're going about it collectively. I'm talking to myself too. Collectively, it's just, it's, it's just get it. We gotta, we gotta chill out. We gotta do a little better. Um, and I think we can't. We we are doing better. I think there's a lot of, you know, I said this on one of the last episodes about Sacramento. Um, Sacramento, I think is there's just yin and yang quality about it right now, in, in my humble opinion. Mm. And I think on one hand, there's a lot of uh, growth that I see in uh, in Sacramento, just in parts of Sacramento, a lot of potential, a lot of and it, and, you're, and you're seeing it kind of flourish. Um, it really was you was really seeing it flourish right before the pandemic. And then obviously we had to slow down a bit. Now things are, you know, reopening, so to speak. And, uh, you know, just going in downtown Sacramento, it's almost like a different world in comparison to 10 years ago. That that means something in parts of downtown Sacramento. Um, but then there's the there's the bad part. There's the homeless cri- homeless crisis that is literally, you know. And look, y'all, I'm at ground. I'm basically at ground zero every five days a week. Of this pandemic, of this homeless uh, crisis that we have right now, you know, 
I, I, you know, I see enough, man. Do I see everything there? No, but I see enough. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It's very. And so that's where we're, we're slipping. And a lot of what I see is just a lot of just talking, just, we're just talking about what we need to do. It's like, all right. And obviously people know I talk a lot. I really do when it's necessary, at least. Or when I just want to kind of like, you know, entertain myself, so to speak, maybe uh, grew up an only child. That's kind of what it is. That's kind of how it goes. But it's just, man, uh, we also need to start. We just got to we got to we got to do more, not just talk more. Let's do more. Again, I'm talking to myself, so that means I need to be a part of that narrative of doing more and I and I can do so you know I've talked about my volunteer work and my you know but I also have a family you know I got you know hey I got I got mouths to feed okay I got family I got I got kids man you know I gotta I'm, I'm doing a godfather good fella thing right now if any of y'all know about gangster movies whatever y'all know um <laughs> Try to bring some humor back into this. Uh, you know, I think after I'm done with this, you know what I think I'm going to listen to? I was listening to it last night. Uh, Tupac featuring Scarface Smile. And it's because it is such a... I mean, I remember hearing that song. Uh, God, I had to... When did that shit come out? Because it came out shortly after he died. So I was exaggerating, I think. When I was listening to it last night, I think I said I was 10, but that wouldn't make any fucking sense. Because uh, Pac died uh, before the video had came out. There was a whole thing about the video. They had like a Pac. If anybody's seen the video, if you ever get a chance, it's, it's a very beautiful, intimate music video. Tupac Shakur featuring Scarface uh, Smile. It's a legendary hip-hop track. One of Pac's greatest uh in my humble opinion one of Pac's greatest verses was on that and it's a beautiful song but in the very beginning the intro and I'm gonna put my out this is my outro to the intro of that song (laughs) I'm about to wrap this up but uh and y'all heard this before there's gonna be some stuff you're gonna see that's gonna make it hard for you to smile in the future but whatever you do, and I know I'm not, I'm going to fuck up the words, but whatever you do through pain and, and through the pain and gain, whatnot, uh, you got to be able to smile through all this bullshit. For real. And that's something that my dad and I talk about um, occasionally, uh, occasionally we just bring it up like, man, don't lose your sense of humor. He'll say that to me. And he's always said that to me, just growing up. Um, Cause I was, he knew I was a real goofy kid and I was always like, you know, at least attempting to be funny and he'd always go and he would laugh and he'd go, man, don't ever lose that, Troy. Don't ever lose that, son. You know, my pops wasn't around when I was a kid. Like he'd come around, he'd, hey man, don't ever lose your humor. Cause that's going to be, and that honestly, I can honestly say that is a huge thing with me on how I work through my uh, my mental health, through my depression, my anxiety. I try to say a, a joke to myself 
to kind of like put me in a mood or, or listen to something funny like comedy or, you know, or talk to some, you know, one of my funny ass friends like, you know, uh, I think all my friends are hilarious in their former fashion or my daughter. My daughter is hilarious to me. Sometimes being around her just kind of like, I go, OK, it's going to be all right. Um, so anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for laughing with me. Hope I didn't piss off enough people. Uh, some of y'all probably did, but hey, I still love y'all. Y'all have a good rest of the day, rest of the week, whatever time you listen to this, rest of the evening, morning, all that of the above. I love y'all. Talk to you soon. Peace.